0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. So I love the word actually says the spirit of those who prophesy is subject to them. So some will be like, oh, he's making a stop. I'm like, no, no, no. You get to actually decide when you want to turn that faucet on and when you turn that faucet off. Prophecy is always available. Isn't that amazing? How many guys you got a good encouraging word like that blessed you right there? Isn't that awesome? Wow, that's so cool. Has anybody like never done that before? Just put your hand up. Was that pretty cool? It was different, right? Did it bless you? Do you feel like warm inside and gooey? God's so good, isn't he? That's the point. Isn't that amazing? You guys, you can go to God on your own time every morning and you could say, God, I need some encouragement. Would you talk to me right now? And he will speak to you. He'll speak to you through his word. His word is spirit and his word is life. He wants to encourage you. So go ahead and have a seat. No, it's okay, Pastor Jesse. You don't have to apologize. You just want to love people. I caught you loving people again. It's awesome. Hey, I don't know if this word is for somebody that I know, but I had a dream two nights ago about, it was either um, a Jacob, a Jason, or a J who was on a Joseph journey. So I know that could apply to you because I know your name, but um, does that make sense to anybody else as well? I just want to check. Like a J name, like a J who's on a Joseph journey. Does that make sense to somebody? That makes sense to you? Your name is Cassie Joe Johnson. You guys started together. Why don't you guys just stand up because you guys are kind of close to each other? I'll just give you guys both a word. I had a dream that um, there was like, some, this person was on a Joseph journey, and in the journey, it was like odds seemed stacked against them, but literally all of these um, I don't describe was like angels or. And These things from heaven came and literally moved everything out of the way to make all of the promises come to pass. So, Father, we just stretch your hands towards these guys. We just bless them in Jesus' mighty name. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. We just thank you for who you are, Lord. Um, I had another word, too. It might be related to them, so I'll just wait a sec. But uh, March 5th, I, I think it was like maybe a wedding anniversary or something like that. Does that make sense to somebody? A March 5th. Just put it up, if that makes sense. You're like, that's that's me. All right. Well, come up to me after. I'm just I'll stop with that and preach the message. I just uh, I had a dream and I, I felt like the Lord was like, just take a risk and share about it. And I knew your name was Jay, but it was a Jay. It was a. My real name is Joseph. Your name is yeah. Real name is Joseph, which I remember because we were at a meeting together. And I said, "There's a jose There's like a Joseph right in here, and that was you." We pointed at you. So that's faithful. Do you want to give any words, Michelle? Too? No. Okay. Cool. Just see. just see what's going on. I like that we can, like, have a lot of freedom here. We can just try stuff out, have fun. For those of you that it's your first time, like, welcome. It's it's fun. We have a lot of fun here. God is doing crazy things in Orange County. I want to, I want to tell that story because when we did the outreach that one day, that was really fun, wasn't it? Do you want, we should do that again. We went to the Huntington Peach Beer and... Uh, Cassie was, uh, played guitar, and she actually played one of her songs, and a crowd gathered, and we got to preach the gospel to the crowd, and kids were getting born again. People were coming back to Christ. People were weeping. There was a woman that came over. She ended up, um, I don't know if you believe in this, but it was on the pier, so it wasn't, you know, we weren't making anything happen, but she got slain in the spirit at the pier. It was awesome. Somebody would come behind her and catch her. No one was touching her. She just came over. Uh, if, you're, if that's weird for you, just read the Bible. There's a lot of weird stuff in there, so... Um, <laughs> awesome. We're going to read from John chapter 21 this morning. John chapter 21. I'm going to share two other testimonies real quick um, that I heard just this past week. Um, uh, A guy in our church, he shared these stories with me. He was at work this past week, and his boss kind of came down on him kind of hard. And my friend was like, I just, I don't know if I can do this. So he literally said, you know what?" I'm just going to give you my two weeks notice. I just, this is not really for me anymore. And all of a sudden the boss goes, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And the boss just started getting emotional. And my friend said to him, hey, what's the problem? How many of you guys know that when somebody gets angry with you, typically um, there's actually something else going on? underneath the surface. So the boss ended up opening up and saying, I, I have someone that's really close to me. There's this medical thing going on and it's it's really it's really bothered me. And my friends, my friend's like, well I don't have to ask permission to pray. They've already opened up. So he just put his hand on his shoulder and just started praying for him. The boss starts crying, the Holy Spirit came, peace came. You just feel God's presence in that moment. And uh, the boss actually called this person within our community that week and said, you wouldn't get, uh, it's, a, it's something totally dramatic happened. The doctor said, something's totally different. Like, we're waiting to hear more, but something's totally different after our friend prayed for his boss at work. How many of you guys realize that you don't go to work to make money? You go to work to bring the kingdom of God. I'm going to say that again. We don't go to work to make money. We go to work to bring the kingdom of God. And work gets to look different for each and every one of us. Some of you might be sitting in your seats. You're like, well, Chris, you just have it so easy. You're a pastor. You know, you don't ever have to face any problems. Just never anything bad goes on in your life. You know, nothing. But, you know, the reality is if life is hard, we've forgotten the yoke that he gives us. Okay, anyway, that's a different message for a different day. Lord, we love you. Um, Last testimony, this same person was sharing with me this week how he went to go spend some time with his daughter. His daughter's an adult, and he went to go meet with his daughter. And his daughter, um, they are at a restaurant, and there was like a psychic booth over next to the restaurant. And uh, the daughter goes, oh, my gosh, there's a psychic there. That's so cool. And my friend's like, in his head, he's like, that's not cool. What am I supposed to say right now? He's like, he's like, you know, that psychics aren't actually that cool. Like, God actually wants to speak to us straight from his heart, straight from his home. You know, psychics and that kind of stuff, it's just, it's just fake. It's, it's, you know, involving. It's the devil, whatever it is. So he starts explaining this to his daughter. But at that moment, the waitress comes over, and my friend says, God, would you give me encouragement for the waitress? So he asks God for encouragement, and all of a sudden he looks at the waitress and says, I don't know what this means to you, but I feel like God's going to open opportunities for you to work with animals. Waitress jumps backward, says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I think she said, oh my G-O-D. But uh, she said, oh my gosh, are you a psychic? <laughs> and then his daughter turns to him and's like, oh my gosh. It ended up he ministered to her. All this great stuff happened. It was just just really radical to hear how God wants to break out in everyday circumstances, everyday situations. You know, God is not just the God of church. He's the God of all of life. He's the God of every sphere. He's a God who cares about everything going on in our world. He's a God who's near to us. So I'm privileged to preach the word to you. Go with me to John chapter 21, starting in verse 1. I'm just going to jump right in after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples of the CWRs. Oh, one last thing um, my mom is here she 's right over there that 's my mom yeah, she 's awesome. She now lives in Orange County, so you can say hi to her she 's amazing. her name's Eileen. She prayed for me to get saved for a very long time.. My- Let me back up for a second. My mom, when I was in high school, my mom would come to me and she'd have dreams about me. And she'd come to me and be like, were you up to this like last over the weekend? I'd be like, no, no, no. I wasn't up to that. She would like come to me and know things about my life. It's just interesting how God speaks to moms, you know. Um, So if you're a mom out there praying for a child... God hears your prayers, so. All right, let's jump into the word. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples of the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan, Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon's Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out, and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. How many of you guys realize that Jesus shows up to us many times and we don't realize it's him? He'll show up to us in a message that's being preached. He'll show up to us through a word of encouragement from somebody at work. He'll show up with us through a word of rebuke through a friend. And sometimes we don't know it's him, especially through the word of rebuke. We never like to hear that. I love that Jesus appeared to his disciples in the context of them working. In the context of what was before their everyday life, before he called them. You see... The disciples went through this radical experience with the Lord. For three years, they're walking around with Jesus. Jesus said, one to them individually said, come and follow me. They walked around with him. They saw extravagant miracles. They saw these great things. They're thinking Jesus is going to kick the Romans out of Jerusalem and take over the place. They started to ask Jesus questions like, hey, who's the greatest? Hey, can I sit next to you in your kingdom? They started comparing themselves among themselves, all these different things. They would see radical miracles. They'd come back from little ministry trips, and they'd be like, how many people did you you raised from the dead, John. Well, I raised three people from the dead. Peter's like, well, I raised five people from the dead. You know, they'd just start bragging about different things. Jesus would say things to them, like don't rejoice in the fact that demons are subject to your name, but rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book. Rejoice that your names are written in the book, eternal life. He would say these things to them. But at the end of this three-year journey, three and a half years in, all of a sudden, Jesus starts talking crazy talk to the disciples. He says, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to suffer at the hands of men, and I'm going to be crucified. And they're like, no, 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 don't do that. Peter actually says, no, Lord, that's not a good plan. And then Jesus comes along and says, get behind me, Satan. Imagine your best friend comes up to you and says, get behind me, Satan. Doesn't feel too good, does it? Anyway, um, so they go through this journey. Peter denies the Lord 3 times. Jesus says to him, you're going to deny me 3 times. It's cool that Jesus actually warned him up front. So here they are returning to what's familiar to them, fishing. The first place where they were actually called. When morning had now come verse 4 Jesus stood on the shore yet the disciples did not know it was him. Then Jesus said to them verse 5, "Children, have you any food?" They answered him, "No." And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Don't you love Jesus? Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. So Peter was in his underpants. Just, just, I'm just... Helping you with the verses here. So that's why he put some clothes on. He's going he's gonna to swim in. You're like, why did he put clothes on to go th- swim in the water? Well, he didn't want to show up in his underpants. I'm glad that you guys didn't do that to church this morning. Wow, well, you guys are really just, like, serious right now. It's awesome. It's awesome. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then, as soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught, It's interesting, in Luke 5, there's a story of the catch of fish, and they try to bring the fish into their boats, and the nets break. But in this story, the nets do not break because they're bringing the fish to the Lord. You see, God is looking to bless us, but if we bring the blessings unto ourselves, the net will always break. But if we bring the blessing unto Him and to His glory, there'll always be more than enough. There'll always be safety. There'll always be grace. Simon Peter went and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153. Why do they give us that detail? I'm not positive, but I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that they're fishermen, and they like to know how many they caught. Fishermen like to tell their fish stories. I wonder. I don't know. And although there were so many, the net was not broken, Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you, knowing that it was the Lord. It's interesting. Just, just think about this for a second. He might have looked different in that moment. It's just really interesting to think about, isn't it? You Sometimes the Lord will appear to us in ways that we're not ready for. He'll appear to us in, in skin that we're not ready for. He'll appear to us in ways that we don't even want to see. Okay, that's a different message too. Jesus came, he gave them the bread and the fish. Verse 14, this is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Are you a disciple? That means this kind of stuff is normal. Jesus coming to us. Anyway, keep going. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah... It's interesting he's calling him Simon. Simon was the name that Peter had before Jesus said, you will be Peter. The name Peter means rock, a sturdy place. The name Simon means herd. You know, when we hear the word of God, we'll actually become strong and sturdy in the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So if faith comes by hearing and by the word, then doubt also comes by hearing. It's just hearing the wrong voice. Okay, we'll keep reading. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Who is he talking about more than these? He could be talking about the people around him, the disciples. Do you love me more than your friends, more than the people around you? The word here, the Greek word for love is agapeo. It literally means selfless love. Now, Peter, a few chapters ago, boasted in his love to Jesus but then found himself denying the Lord three times. But here we are in this story. The Lord, in his love, comes to Jesus. Co- I'm sorry, the Lord Jesus comes to Peter and confronts Peter on his heart. Just interesting, isn't it? That Lord comes to us. Anyway, some of us were like, oh, I don't think God's judging me. No, he's not punishing you, but he does judge our motives. He does come to us and talk about the things that are going on inside of us. You see, God is not so much upset with the way we're feeling, he actually wants to come and change the way we're believing. I'm gonna say that again. Your feelings aren't wrong, it's beliefs that lead to feelings. Anyway, we'll just keep reading. This is good. I'm just kind of bouncing through a couple things. We'll, we'll eventually get there, it's good. He says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus says, feed my lambs. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. It's interesting because Peter uses the word phileo, which means brotherly love. Jesus says, do you love me more than these with a selfless love? That these could be the fish. Do you love me more than the things I give you? (laughs) Do you love me more than... The business that I gave you? Do, I, do you love me more than the church I gave you? Do you love me more than the influence you have? Do you love me more than these special opportunities? Why? Because special opportunities will strangle us if they take the place of first love. So good. Yeah. 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 So good. So, it's okay, Pastor Jess. Right. Just, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you, phileo love. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Jesus says to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He again, Jesus used agapeo, but Peter answered phileo, brotherly love, friendship. Yes, yes, you know that I'm your friend. Jesus saying, Hey, do you love me with a selfless love? Peter says, You know that I'm your friend, Jesus. You know that I care about you. He said to him the third time, Simon son of Jonah, do you phileo me? Jesus do you love me like a friend? And in that moment, Peter, just like all of us, I believe right now, are being asked a question. We're being asked a question. See, God comes to us and actually confronts what's going on in our hearts. He comes to us. In that moment, Peter started to probably think, it says actually, let's just keep reading. Do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. I wonder, why was Peter grieved? Probably remembering the three times that he denied his Lord. Now, all of us in this room, at one time or another, in behavior, in thought, in deed, find ourselves denying him but the goodness and the kindness and the love of our Savior is that he comes to us and speaks to us and speaks to the motives of our heart and speaks to what's actually going on inside to bring us into freedom. He's not afraid of our mess. He's not afraid of our problems. I'm going to keep reading. Verse 18 Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. You see, there's a message in the world that says freedom is, I get to do what I feel like. But the message of the gospel is, follow me. I was with a little boy in Texas recently, and he said, I had a dream about Jesus. I said, Tell me the dream. He said, I couldn't hear what he was saying. He, I, it was like, all I knew was it was Hebrew. He was like speaking Hebrew. But then there was this one phrase that I heard that I understood, and he said, it was the phrase, follow me. You see, it requires following freedom to walk in freedom. I'm going to say that again because you to all get it. It requires following freedom to walk in freedom. And freedom is a person. When you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying what death he would glorify God. You guys realize Peter was actually crucified some 34 years later after this. Crucified as a martyr. He said, I don't want to be crucified right side up because I'm not worthy of that. So they actually crucified him upside down. He loved not his life unto death. So there's a message in the world today that's completely me-centric. It's all about me. It's all about my feelings. It's all about my opinion. The message of the gospel is Jesus Christ is Lord. His opinion is what matters. When I was 19 years old, I would have said I was a Christian. I would have said that I believed in Jesus, but my life looked like hell. You know, if our lives look like hell, I wonder who we're following. I'm going to say that again. If our lives look like hell, I wonder who we're following. But see, it's a simple, the gospel's so simple. The gospel is turn and follow him. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For I am meek. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and humble of heart. God came to me at 19 years old. I was sitting with a beer and the Bible. I don't do that today, but I was sitting with a beer and the Bible. Someone challenged me. They said, read this. I dare you to read the Bible every day for 30 days. I said, okay, I dare you in this room to read the Bible for every day for 30 days. It'll change your life. Why? Because his words are spirit in life. I'm convinced that most of the problems in our life are simply because we're not hearing his voice. We're hearing and heeding the voice of another. But if we abide in his word and his word begins to abide in us, love will have its perfect work in us. We'll begin to follow the one who came for us. We'll begin to follow after love and love will start to flow through us everywhere we go. My life at 19 years old, I looked like hell. Hell. I was addicted. I was depressed. Depression is an addiction. Self-pity is an addiction. I was addicted to other things as well. There's cycles. are things we go to when we feel a certain way instead of going to Jesus and asking him about our feelings. God doesn't condemn us for our feelings. See, I'll, I'll read it. He said something to me during worship, which I thought was kind of pretty. I just want to make sure I get the quote right because he said it to me, so I want to quote him. I want to quote him the way that he said it. I just quoted how how I kind of felt it. Our feelings are the product of belief. Many of us live enslaved to our feelings, which are actually rooted in wrong beliefs. If we go to God with the feelings and say, God, why am I feeling this way? He'll actually tell you. But see, we want God to just come and take away our feelings. He made you the steward of your emotional life. God would have to control you to take away the feelings, which would be control, and God is not a controller. So here I am, 19 years old, reading the Bible, and the Holy Spirit comes to me and says to me, Chris, you say you're living for me, but you're not. I love you so much that I'll let you keep going the way that you're going, but you know the end of it. He was telling me he's not going to control me, but he pointed out where I was and what I was believing. He came to me like he came to Peter. He came in love, showed me where I was at, showed me how I was believing. He loved me enough to tell me the truth. Do we love ourselves enough to hear the truth? Okay, anyway. It's so quiet in here. You guys could at least be like, wow. Thank you. There was a wow over there. When you were younger, you girded yourself. You walked where you wished, but when you're old, you'll stretch out your hands, and another will to you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying the death he would have to glorify God. Verse 20, then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. See, Jesus said, follow me, and then Peter looked at somebody else and said, Lord, what about this guy? You see, a lot of times, God's calling us into things, and we look at other people, and we say, well, what about them? They might be better for it. Well, what about them? They look more blessed than me. We compare ourselves among ourselves, and we become unwise. You see, any time we compare ourselves to other people, we will never measure up because we're not measuring ourselves by God's measurements. Paul actually said these words. He says, I don't even judge myself. I don't care if you judge me. I don't care if other people judge me. I don't even judge myself. It's the Lord who judges me. God is returning the fear of him to the church. I tell you, people in this room, you're going to start to have experiences with the face of God that are going to cause you to wake up in holy awe and terror in the middle of the night. Why? Because it's by the fear of the Lord that one departs from evil. Fear. The fear and the awe of God. I was offended at God. I was completely offended at him. How do I know? He appeared to me. He showed me. I was uh, at a place um, at another, another group, a, a large group in another city, and um, I was a part of this place for a while, and someone did something to me that hurt me. You see, we can only be hurt by other people if we allow them to have that power over us. Now, I'm gonna say this, say this a couple different ways because some people hear different things when I say that. I'm not saying that you're supposed to walk around and be invincible, nothing, I don't feel. That, that would be wrong. I am saying to you, when you feel a certain way, you get to go to God and ask him about it. See, I felt frustrated with somebody one time. I said, God, why do I feel so frustrated with this person? He says, you, because you feel entitled to them honoring you. No one else in the world owes us Anything. Jesus said, the devil has nothing in me. What does that mean? That means when he walked around, he wasn't affected and he didn't act out of the ways that other people treated him. Didn't mean he didn't feel, saying that, I'm going deep, okay, I know know this is deep. Didn't mean he didn't feel, it just means he didn't act out of that offense. So here I am, I'm offended, this person did something to me. And I start getting um, anxiety problems. I start going through bouts of depression. I'm waking up in the middle of the night feeling anxious. I'm angry. I'm, I'm having these different things go on. Why? Because hell was given a place in my soul. The Lord came to me in the middle of the night. I was in that place between sleep and awake. He came and he awakened me. And he came with his face. Now, some people would say, well, you can't see the face of God and live. Well, if you're crucified with Christ, then you're already dead. Jesus said, Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. God was standing in front of them saying that in the moment. Matthew chapter 5 on the mountain. So the Lord comes to me, and in that moment, all the anger that I had towards another person was all directed at him. Because all the anger and disappointment and discouragement and all that stuff that you have towards other people, that we have towards other people, is always going to point back to God. Because it's always going to be God that puts you in that situation. So our offense will always be towards him at the end of the day. So when we stand before him in eternity, we're not going to be able to say, but they did that to me. But they did this to me. But this person hurt me. None of that's going to be there. It's all going to be, oh, my goodness, I was offended. I was bitter. Or I am bitter. Don't let bitterness cause hell to be in your soul today or cause hell to be somewhere we spend? I won't go into that much more. I just want to leave it there. It's okay. It's kind of deep. It's very quiet. So the Lord came to me in this experience, and in this experience, I was yelling at him. I don't describe it. I just, everything in me was just anger, 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 hatred, all this stuff, just anger towards God. And, um, his face never changed towards me. His, his expression never moved. It was interesting because he wasn't smiling, but he was unaffected negatively by all of that coming from me. And in that moment, I was completely healed, completely delivered of all the wrath and all the anger and all the upsetness. Why? Because I saw that his love was steadfast for me no matter how I treated him. I was listening last night to a message and that the preacher shared. He said an atheist had a dream, and in the dream there was a field of people, and they were all surrounded by bad stuff, and the devil was there. And there was a fence, and on the other side of the fence he saw the Lord, and he saw people on the other side of that fence. And he said, "Well, I don't want to be with the devil, but I don't I don't know about the Jesus thing. I don't believe in this kind of stuff, so I'm just going to go sit on the fence." and then the scene changed and all of a sudden the devil came back up to him and he said what are you doing here I I, I didn't come into your place I I came on the fence and the devil said the fence belongs to me if we find ourselves speaking against leaders speaking against politicians speaking against the people that are given authority in society speaking against pastors speaking against different people we're doing the work of Satan we're in a fence and we're sowing division and discord that's literally the mission of the devil Oh, okay. Wow, Chris. Super deep. Okay. Uh, Todd White says How can you love your neighbor when you keep getting hurt by him? That's not true love because it's still all about you. I'll say it again because I know, I know I repeat myself, but it's worth it. Todd White says, how can you love your neighbor when you keep getting hurt by him? That's not true love because it's all about me. Many of us are so consumed with our own future and our own destiny that we've lost sight of Jesus and his future and his destiny. Jesus came to inherit a bride, and his bride's everywhere. We don't go to work to make money. We go to work to bring the kingdom Peter, up until the last chapter here, at moments, it seems like maybe he was consumed with his own greatness. I'll never deny you. If we focus on our greatness, we lose his greatness. But if we focus on his greatness, all of his focus is already on us. He's great to make us great. He's great to lead us. He's great to build us up. He's great to strengthen us. God doesn't say don't feel that way. He says don't believe that way. God healed Peter through an appearance and through his voice. Voice. See, there's all kinds of messages in the world today. So many of them aren't rooted in Christ. Pay attention to the messages you're hearing. Don't just believe stuff that's said from a pulpit up here. Don't believe stuff just because you come to church. Take everything to scripture. You see, there's so many messages about love and what love looks like and all these different things. You know, there's this message, it's, it's shouted, it's like, we love our neighbors as ourself. It's all about, but see, that can get perverted into self. It's all about self. Jesus loved not his life unto death. I was with a great father in the faith this past week, and we were having a conversation. If I said his name, you would know it. And uh, he was sharing how I had watched a video, and we started talking about it. He had shared this on a video, and then I, we started talking about it a little bit, how in his generation, the message was deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow. But for some reason in our generation, it's love yourself. It's all about you. You know, it's, you're so special. See, all those things are true. They're very true. Like, Pastor Jessica came up here and she ministered to us. Like, we need to hear that. Like, everyone in this room, you're special. Why are you special? Because Jesus actually spilled his blood for you individually. If you were the only person on the planet, he still would have spilled his blood for you. You see, when we behold that, we actually see our true value. We actually see that, wow, we're truly loved. Then the world can't affect us anymore. You see, we're not a product of however you were born, two people coming together in one night of passion. You're actually a product of God's heart and God's design. When we see ourselves as that product, the world no longer has a hold on us, and we won't love our lives unto death. We won't, we won't, it won't be held by this world anymore. I just want to pray. I'm going to land the plane. Um, I feel like there's some of us here that are dealing with um, depression, anxiety, fear um, because of something that was done to us uh, that someone else did to us that the Lord's going to deliver people of right now. Um, there's others of us that we, we, maybe we learned it from our family. That was just the language that your family spoke growing up. It was just like, well... They were just depressed, and so it's what you learned how to speak. Well, you now are a citizen of heaven, and you get to learn how to speak a new language. You get to learn how to speak the language of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. And I'm not coming down on people for feeling sad. If you, if, you're having, if things have gone on, there's things that are going on in your life right now, I want you to put all those aside and just say, God, you love me. God, you're for me. You know how to, you know how to bring life to all those situations. I'm just gonna pray. Father, I just thank you that, Everyone here, Lord, you're ministering by your spirit right now. God, I thank you that your power is moving in this room. I thank you that you're delivering people today. I feel the Lord's delivering... um I just keep hearing the word rape in my head. The Lord's delivering people right now. Something happened. Maybe that, that could apply to both a male or a female. The Lord's delivering you right now. There's a, a heat and a power coming on you, and the emotions and the bondage from that issue have left you today in the name of Jesus. You know, some people think, oh, I have to go through counseling for years to get free of things. My counseling was I read the Bible, Jesus spoke to me, and I was delivered. That was it. I, I, the issues were gone. They, they, Jesus is here. He does things in a moment that we think could take years. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. You're, we're not our feelings, but the beliefs are going to be transformed right now. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you. You know, if you're here right now and um, maybe you would say, I don't, I don't know that I've ever made a decision to follow Jesus. You see, Jesus made a decision for you before the foundation of the world. He created you and then he came, and then he died for you. The same people that cre- that he created, actually the same people that crucified him. Any of us in this room, we would have been standing there, likely on that day, participating in crucifying the Lord. But the Lord of glory gave his life for us. He gave his life for you. If you're here today, and you've never made the decision to follow him. He already made the decision to lay down his life for you. I'm speaking to you today. He cleanses the conscience with blood. He came to cleanse us of the iniquity and the sin, the disease of our hearts, sin. He came to cleanse us. If you're here today and you've never made that decision, I'm speaking to you right now. I'm gonna ask you to be bold. I'm gonna ask you to say, I wanna give my life to Jesus. I wanna follow Jesus. I just want you to put your hand up wherever you are in the room right now. Do it quickly, quickly. Don't wait. If you're here right now and the Lord's speaking to you, there's moments like this you have to take advantage of them. They're, they're moments right now. Just go ahead. Just pray in the spirit if you're here, just you're participating in the service. The, I just feel, Lord, there's, if you're here and you've never made that decision, or maybe you're here and you're like, I need, to, I need to follow Jesus. I need to forsake all and follow Jesus. If that's you, just put your hand up. I'm not, I'm not doing this to call you to the front and make a scene so Chris preached a good sermon. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you so that you would have the moment of calling, so that you would have the moment of hearing his voice when he speaks to your heart and he says, come and follow me. Awesome. I know there's people here. Father, I just thank you. I know you're here. I'm going to wait just another moment. Um, the Lord's also delivering somebody from addiction. I see, I see, um, I see. I don't know, I'm seeing addiction. The Lord delivers you right now. The power of God's coming on you, wherever you are in your seat. The Lord's healed you today of addiction. Yeah, Self-pity, we break your power. Could you guys just all stand with me for a moment? Just uh, go ahead and put your hands on the people around you. We're just going to pray for each other. Freedom doesn't come in pieces. It doesn't have to come in parts because Jesus didn't come in parts. Jesus came. He's a person. When he says, "Come and follow me," you get to walk with him, and you get to follow into freedom in every area of life. Right now, in Jesus' name, I take authority over every spirit of addiction. I break its power right now. I see people you going home, and, and things are going to look different in your bedroom. You know, we, we tend to compartmentalize our lives into different parts. You know, the Greek word from compartmentalization or category is is this, is categorizo. It's actually the name of Satan, the accuser of the brethren, is the categorizo of the brethren. You know, the Lord wants to come and meet you in areas of your life that seem hidden. You know, this is a story of a man and the devil knocked on the door of his house. It's a, it's a metaphor. Knocked on the door of his house, went through his house, started trashing everything in his house, and then Jesus came and Jesus said to the man, how about instead of me coming into your house, you come and live at my house? I feel like God's calling people today to forsake the things of the world and start to follow Jesus in every area of life. If that makes sense to you, just respond to the gospel right now. Respond. I don't know what your response has to look like, but you need to respond somehow. Just say yes to him. Say yes to him. If you have to come to the front, come to the front. If you have to move out of your seat, move out of your seat. That's fine. The Lord is doing something right now. In Jesus' name, I break addictions off of people. I break cycles of self-pity. I break the cycle of abandonment right now. There's a woman here you felt abandoned. Ever since the age of three, you felt abandoned. The Lord Jesus reconciles you today. The Lord Jesus heals you today. I just want to begin to pray. I feel like the Lord also wants to do physical miracles right now. Just want you to pray over the people around you and just say, I speak healing in Jesus' name. I speak deliverance in Jesus' name. Just command sickness to go from people in Jesus' name. We command sickness to go right now in Jesus' name. We command issues to go. Yeah, if if you have an issue in your body, you can put your hand there. You don't have to, but just the Lord Jesus heals you right now. His power is here. The Lord Jesus heals you. His angels are here. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. The Lord Jesus heals you. Someone's been healed. There's knee problems have been healed. Back problems have been healed. There's a problem with the neck's been healed. Arthritis in the hands has been healed. There's issues all throughout the body going right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for your healing presence. We just thank you for your healing presence. Do me a favor. Go and stop praying. Take the next 20, 30 seconds. Check your body. Do what you couldn't do before. Move your knees. Check your ears. These ears have opened. Check different parts of your body out right now. Do what you couldn't do before. And when you're like, that's crazy, If you felt heat go through your body or the pain is gone, the pain's like decreased, the pain's gone, I want you to wave both hands over your head, and I want you to do it for a full minute. Just check your body for the next bit. As soon as you find the pain's gone, just start to wave your hands over your head. I know there's people all over the room. Thank you, Father. I see those hands. Thank you, Father. The pain's gone. Thank you, Father. If you felt heat go through that area, the pain's gone, just start to wave your hands. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We celebrate what you're doing. Keep checking for the next 20, 30 seconds. Continue to check. More happens as you check. Check right now. How do you know if you have a million dollars your bank account you check check right now all throughout the room there's a there's a girl in this section you have female issues the Lord Jesus healed you right now it's female issues in in here the Lord Jesus has healed you just check your body right now check your body how many of you you've experienced healing start to wave your hands over your head right now wave your hands over your head the pain's gone the problem's gone one two three see there's more hands going up there's more hands thank you father thank you father thank you father I don't I see you rubbing your neck do you need a miracle in there you just checking your neck out? Do you guys, does anybody in I see the Lord doing a miracle over here. Do you need a miracle? Yeah, I have, I don't know if anybody in the room, if you have metal implants in your body, go ahead and have a seat for a second. Does anybody in the room have any type of metal implants in their body from surgery? Awesome, any of those people just stand and I, and I feel like the Lord's gonna do a miracle for you right now if you just, just stand too. Any of those people, just stand real quick, stand real quick. Any metal implants in your body or limited mobility because of something, something's locked, something can't move? Yeah, just stretch your hands towards these ones right now. Just say, in Jesus' name, we release breakthrough. We command all afflictions to go. In Jesus' name, we command metal to melt out. We command surgically implanted material to disappear. Uh, meshes to go away that are blocking things, pains, things like that to disappear in Jesus' name. Well, it's also cleansing the blood. Someone, your blood's being cleansed. I'm reminded someone was healed of hepatitis C a few weeks ago. Their doctor confirmed they've been healed of hepatitis C. They've they've been actually free of it for a year, but I just got the testimony. So we just bless them in Jesus' name. Those of you who are standing, just begin to check your body right now. Do what you couldn't do before. Move around. Do what you couldn't do before. Check, like bend, move. If you felt heat in that area or you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. The pain's gone. I'm doing something I couldn't do before. I want you to wave at me. Like, don't, don't sit down. Don't wait. Like, stay standing and check. Like, this is important. There's no pressure on you. Like, people think, like, oh, like, I haven't, I, like, we feel this pressure. Like, I have to perform. There's no pressure. Like, Jesus is the one that's here. No one's going to judge you for anything right now. Just check your body right now. How many of you are like, that's crazy. I'm doing something I couldn't do before. Just wave. I just want to see because I just feel the Lord's here. He's doing this. Who is this? I just feel the Lord's here. He's doing these things. I just want to see what's going on. Just wait just a moment. This is, this is how you get miracles. So some of you guys are like, oh, I, I want to be healed. You're like, you're like waiting. This is how miracles happen. You watch the Lord do stuff. You get around where he's doing things and you allow him to do it. So stay standing. Just listen. What did God do for you, sweetheart? What, what was going on with you? You had a pain? You had pain in your neck for a while? How long? You had a, a pain in your neck for a year or two years? Are you serious? Did you feel heat or did it just go? That's amazing. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Jesus has touched you. That's amazing. God's doing this. Just, just wait just a second. I'm serious. You guys, you guys sit. You guys sit because you're like, we feel this thing of like, I'm afraid of people. God wants to slay that thing in our generation. We can't be afraid of people. We give the power of life to other people when we're afraid of them. Okay? Stay. Check your body for just another moment. I've been in meetings where every single person in the room was healed of every affliction. Jesus is no different in other countries. That wasn't a place where they say miracles don't happen. It was in France. I've seen him do miracles, astounding miracles. We have to just go past our comfort zones. You guys, don't you want to, don't we want to be free of this stuff? Just feel his power. So strong here. Where is the problem? It's just a metal hip. Is there anything you can't do because of it? Can you not squat or anything you can't do? So it's just metal. Can you feel it at all? You should never get in a kayak. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So how would you know if it was healed? You'd know if you checked or was able to do something? or Is there any ways you can't normally move? See, we wouldn't know this if we hadn't asked her. Because you'd be like, oh, God's not really doing anything. People are saying, like, we wouldn't know if we hadn't asked her. She's not able to check right now that well. But you can't, there's, is there anything you normally can't do? I'm reminded of a girl that grew a ligament in her hip in a meeting. She actually was born without a ligament, and her hip would pop out a socket. So if you need that, just stretch your hands towards her. I just believe the Lord wants to do a miracle. Lord, in Jesus' name, we just command that breakthrough to happen right now. Who else in this room, you had, you had some type of surgically implanted material and you're able to move in ways you couldn't before? Just check your body again right now. You might have not even stood. Just move your wrist around, move something, move your shoulder around. If you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I'm moving in ways that I shouldn't be able to move. Just check it right now. So, someone here too that you're, uh, you have an atrophied calf muscle? Like your calf muscle actually is atrophied. Does that make sense to somebody? Your calf muscle is atrophied. Like your left calf has an issue in it. Does that make sense to somebody? How many of you, when we prayed for you, you felt the Holy Spirit touch you just now when you were standing? You could feel something, warmth. Okay, this is amazing. Gosh, you guys are so quiet. I just, you guys were on the brink of something. I just wanna push past it. How many of you, when you received prayer, you could feel warmth or something like that when you were standing? You could just feel warmth on you. How many of you guys realize? Okay, good, that's people over there. You guys realize that is your healing. That is the healing power of God. That means you've actually received the thing you were wanting. See, so a lot of times we walk out of meetings and we're like, well, I just I don't know if I got it. You know, I just don't know. Maybe another day. No, no, Jesus died 2,000 years ago. Today's always the day. Today's always the day. Who else you just. All right, I'm going to close the service. We're just going to pray for people. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you want, you want more, just come to the front. Prayer team, come on up. We're just going to pray for folks. Um, I, I'm so hungry, Pastor Jesse. I don't, I'm just so hungry. There's so much more, you guys. There's so much more for us. If it's uncomfortable, talk to Holy Spirit. He's the comforter okay? I'm just going to pray for you to dismiss. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in the service. God, we thank you that miracles are already happening, God. There's people being healed in the room. God, we just thank you for even the more, even the more in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have any type of physical issue, uh, disease, incurable thing, come up here and get prayer. Um, we, Me and the team, we're going to lay hands on you're, gonna you're going to be healed today. You're going to be healed today. You're going to be healed today. Come, okay? We bless you. Get the music to come up. We'll come on up here. We're just going to keep praying for folks.